The most effective way to enroll more clients is to actually show them that you don't care about doing so. Hey, welcome to The Healthpreneur Show. I'm Uriel Kim, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. You are listening to this because you are a health professional or coach who is committed and driven to growing a successful virtual practice or coaching business online. In these episodes, I'm going to give you the best of the best when it comes to marketing, sales, mindset, business growth in general to help you achieve those goals. So without any further ado, let's dive right in. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Winning. And the nature of our conversation today is going to be a little bit more sales focused. It's going to be a little more around the enrollment process. But I'm sharing this with you from a high level perspective because I was actually leading a call with our clients yesterday and they found it to be one of the most useful coaching calls they've been on to date. And I spent a lot of time helping our clients build their selling skills, which is one of the most important skills you can build because in a coaching relationship, right, if you are selling a higher priced service, a coaching package, two, three, four, five thousand dollars, et cetera, you have to speak with people on the phone for that. Like you're not going to send people to a checkout page and expect them to take action. So your ability to influence people and persuade them in a direction that's beneficial for them is a really great skill and a necessary skill that we have to develop. When I think of selling, as you guys know, if you've watched my videos, it's not about high pressure sales tactics. It's about doing what's right for the prospects and it's helping them make a decision that's in their best interest. And what that means is that if it's in their best interest and they've voiced that opinion that working with you makes sense, then you have to do whatever you possibly can to get them to say yes. But if it's also a mutual non-fit, then that's cool too, right? You have no business enrolling someone who's not a fit. So the idea I want to share with you here is around energy. And I was talking with our team about this the other day, and I said, guys, the number one differentiator that we have in the marketplace is our expertise. Healthpreneur as a company, okay? There's no one in the health space that has our expertise. You might say, well, how do you, how do you quantify that? How do you, how do you know that? Well, when I look at expertise, you do not want to work with someone just because you like them. You want to work with them because they're the best at what they do and they're going to help you solve a problem, right? Um, I remember having this conversation years ago with some friends. Who would you rather have as a doctor? A doctor who has got really great bedside manner, but it's a little suspect as a doctor. Let's say you were going under the knife for surgery or, you know, the doctor who may not have the best bedside manner, but it's the best in class of what he does. The, the answer is obvious, right? Now, yes, like if you've got good bedside manner and you're the best, awesome. So I share expertise being the number one differentiator because it doesn't matter, like nothing else matters in the prospect's mind other than the fact that you are the best at what you do to help them solve what it is they need solving. How does expertise come about? For me, it's experience times learning. So why do I say that health is unparalleled from an expertise perspective? And don't worry, I'm going to tie this back into your ability to enroll clients. Number one, no one in our space has been around since 2005 in the online health space. I have. And even if they have, they haven't written a New York Times bestselling book, Wall Street Journal bestseller, and USA Today bestseller, nor have they been on the Dr. Oz show or the doctors or helped half a million people to better health or built a channel on YouTube with 300,000 subscribers, which was my previous health and fitness channel, or had a blog that had 1.4 million visitors per month, right? And that's just the piece of my past, okay? So when you take all of that experience times the learnings of the epic number of failures that I've had and the big wins that I've had along the way, well, you learn a lot of stuff, right? And so my belief is that when you are choosing to work with someone and when your prospects are choosing to work with you, they're looking first and foremost for expertise. They want to know without a shadow of a doubt that you can be counted on, dependent upon to help them solve their thing. And this is especially true in, a, in an overly skeptical world where people online 
haven't met you in person where they're like, are you even real or are you a deep fake? How do I know I'm not going to get scammed? How do I know that when we get off the phone here, you're not going to take my money and run, right? These are all things that are working against you to possibly work with your potential clients. So why expertise is so important is because when you are the expert, you are the prize and the prize never chases. So when I started this video, I said, what if the secret to enrolling more clients was acting if you didn't need to? Let me break this down. If you're an expert, you always have the upper hand in a relationship as it pertains to your area of expertise. So in business, in what I do here in helping build scalable coaching businesses for health professionals, I have no competition. I mean, yeah, there's other companies and health experts, whatever, that do similar things. But in my mind, I have no competition. When it comes to ballroom dancing, uh, I'm not an expert. <laughs> so if you're looking for salsa lessons, don't come to Yuri. Go to whoever the expert is there. But how this shows up differently is here, I can command my energy. So hopefully, and I'm sure you can, I mean, if you listen, if, you, if this is the first video you're watching, just watch my other videos, you'll see what I'm saying. In the presence of expertise, you can feel the energy. You can feel the conviction. You just sense like, man, this person knows what they're talking about. And in the presence of a lack of expertise or low confidence or low self-belief, you can pick up on that pretty easily as well. So if I were to sit here and start trying to sell you on ballroom dancing lessons in like in full integrity, like I can't do that. Like I'm like, oh, I, I, I mean, there's hesitation, right? So when you are speaking with a prospective client, the most important thing you want to have as a frame of reference is this person is coming to me. No one just books a call for the sake of chatting. No one walks into a car dealership without the intention of buying a car. So know that they have chosen to take time out of their busy life to speak with you, someone they probably never even knew prior to seeing you online. That's a pretty amazing thing. And what that means is you have expert positioning in the relationship. I'm going to come back to this in a second. In 2006, when I was growing my first business, I had no clue what I was doing for the first couple of years, but I was a really good technical expert. I was an amazing trainer. I was an amazing nutritionist, but I sucked at business. So I took some really bad advice from someone who probably was not the expert I thought, and I decided to do some trade shows. So I spent $35,000 to create physical workout programs like in CD format, and we did these trade shows around Canada to try to sell them, and uh, it didn't work out very well. But here's the, here's the dilemma, is we'd go to these trade shows, we'd set up a booth, and we would be soliciting business from people walking by. Hey, come by and check out the workout. And they're like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, right? Like, it's like, you know, you walk down the street of Paris or, you know, a famous city and the maitre d's are outside the restaurant. Hey, hey, monsieur, monsieur, come on, give you a good deal. You know what, come on in. You stay away from those restaurants. No one likes to be sold, but most importantly, that type of behavior is a turnoff because energetically, we know there's something wrong with that. Why would someone be try? why would someone try to solicit our business if they were plentiful to begin with? So we will run away from situations like that, yet we will line up for months to get into a restaurant that is fully booked. Why? Because they don't need our business. And because of that, we want to do business with them even more. So going back to, um, totally lost my train of thought here for a moment. Going back to your conversation with a prospect, when they come to you, the most important thing you have to maintain is that presence, that energy, that knowing that you are full, regardless if they work with you or not. 
I suggest to our clients, I'm like, you should have a visual in your head of this virtual lineup of clients literally lined up around the block. And if this person comes in or doesn't show on the call or they're not a good fit, who cares? Next, boom, they're not a good fit. Who cares? Next, because you know you have this infinite, endless pipeline of prospects who are willing and ready to work with you. And if you don't have that, by all means, you may want to get some help around that. Because the worst position to be in is when you need someone to enroll with you. Neediness is a repelling energy. Think about, you know, I'm sure we've all had the relationship, right? You know the one where you are the person who's like, I will do, I, I will change for you. I promise I'll do anything for you. Dude, like it's repelling. But it's a different story if if you're like, no, nah, I'm good. And now the other person's like, whoa, we're like, what? That's that's an attractive energy. Hey, quick little interlude in today's episode. I don't know about you, but I'm a very visual learner. And if you're the same, you might enjoy this content in video format. If that's the case, be sure to head over to YouTube. Just type healthpreneur when you're searching in the YouTube browser and you'll come across our channel. A lot of the episodes for this podcast actually originate on our YouTube channel as videos. And if you'd like to see more of the visuals that I talk about in many of these episodes, then I would encourage you to go on over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel and enjoy all of the longer form videos as well as a lot of the shorts that we post online on a daily basis. So head on over to YouTube if you're a visual learner like I am, and let's get back to the show. So when you don't need someone to do something, it's an attractive energy. When you need someone to do something, it's repelling. It applies to relationships, it applies to going to restaurants, it applies to people doing business with you. So I was asking my clients yesterday, I said, how many of you, rhetorical question, have ever had someone tell you, this sounds great, I just need to think about it? at the end of the call. And I was like, yeah, for sure. I mean, we all have, right? And so I gave them a perspective I've not actually shared before. And it was this. The I need to think about it is a bullshit excuse. It's not a true objection. It's a smoke screen because either this person doesn't want to make a decision. They don't want to be in an uncomfortable situation. Maybe they're not telling you the truth. And why are they not telling you the truth if that's the case? If someone in, in sales, the best thing to hear is yes. The second best thing to hear is no. And I don't play in the middle, okay? A lot of people do. And part of my coaching with our clients is to help them stand in their power to kibosh that bullshit because that's what it is, right? I'm not here to push people into doing anything. I'm here to help them make a decision and most importantly, have a conversation around the truth. So when someone says to you, I need to think about it, that's not the truth. It's not the truth. Do not accept it. Do not accept it. Why would someone tell you this? Well, if we think about one particular situation, it could be maybe they feel that you're over-invested in the potential of working with you and they feel that energetically. So when they know in the back of their mind that this doesn't make the most sense, they tell you something like, well, I need to think about it because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Because if they said no to you, that might hurt you. And most people don't want to hurt other people. But think about that for a second. They feel that you need this sale more than they do. That's the problem. So my suggestion to you here is if you want to improve your ability to enroll more clients and win in business, it's you take the stance that you don't give a shit whether or not they work with you. And you've heard me talk about this probably many times if you've watched these videos is you, my dear viewer, if you work with me, I would love it. I would be honored to work with you and coach you if you're the type of client that I love working with. But just to be clear, you working with me, changes nothing about my life or my financial situation, but it changes everything about yours. That's 
like fundamentally my energy. I have kicked people out of our program. Um, not a lot, obviously, you know, the, the occasional psycho, but on the most part, our clients are awesome because I don't care. I'm not willing to deal with the nonsense just to make some money. And when you come from that position of like, I would, I would love to work with you, but just to be clear here, I don't need to. I'm good. The analogy that I use often is um, my clients and I are on the boat, on the ship. We've, we've, we've left the dock. We've left the harbor. And here you are, prospects, on the shoreline. Wait, 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 wait about me. What about, like, I want to come. It's like, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, um, we're on the boat. Like, tell me why I should send the Zodiac back to pick you up. And I don't share this to come from a place of arrogance. I share this to come from a place of, I'm good. Like, I don't need to send the Zodiac back to get you. But if you have something you can add to this party, your good energy, the impact you can make in the world, etc. Hey, please tell me why you'll be successful and I'll happily send the Zodiac. But if you're like on the shore and I just want you to frame this in, in, the pro, in, the, in your lens for a second. If I'm on the boat, metaphorically speaking, with hundreds of clients and you're on the shore and you're like, hey, like I'd like to join you guys, but I need to talk to a bunch of those people on the boat first. I'm like, I'm not turning the boat around to have them talk with you. I don't need your business. I really don't, but you need my help. And that person might say, fuck this guy. I'm not doing that. I'm not playing by that game. Cool. I don't care because I've detached myself from the need to work with you. So when you are speaking with a prospect, it's not that you have to say this stuff, but you have to emulate, you have to, it has to be emanating from your being. People have to know you're the real deal. And if you think about what a sales conversation is, at least in the way that we teach it, you have diagnose and prescribe. Sounds pretty similar to doctor patients. Do you think a doctor is bending over backwards to appease the patients? No. They're like, okay, here's what you got. Take this, done, cool? Yeah, and like maybe bedside manner can be a little bit better, but you wanna have doctor positioning in your selling conversation. And to be honest, remember, when we were talking about selling and coaching, they're the same thing. The difference is that coaching happens after they've paid you. But the nature of the conversation is exactly the same in a sales conversation. In our world, we call it coach to close because that's what it is. I'm not trying to pressure anyone into buying anything. I'm saying, why are we talking now? Like, oh, like I really want to do this thing. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Like, why don't you just keep thinking about this for a little bit longer? No, like I really, like I really, really, like really? Okay. I mean, like I'm just asking questions to get people to open up. And that's the same thing that's going to happen in the coaching relationship. But the one thing I want you to get out of this, out of this video is it's not what you say. It's how you say it. It's not what you do. It's who you are. And a few weeks ago, we were in Miami for our mastery mastermind. You know, dozens of amazing health experts in the room, high six, seven-figure businesses. And I look around the room and I said, you know the one thing you all have in common? They're like, well, I don't know what. I said, you are all magnetic. People know you are the best at what you do because of who you are and how you show up in the world, how you show up on camera, how you show up on a phone call, how you show up on Zoom. That's the difference. It's not like, well, what's what's like, what's the latest tactic or funnel that's going to help me make millions? You're not going to fucking win by playing that game. You have to be a better version of yourself if you want better results. And that starts by stop chasing energetically people out of desperation. I'm not saying you shouldn't follow up with people, right? There's a certain balance, right? But I'll even give you an example from stuff that I see from our, our reps make. Person's like, you know, I really need to think about this. And obviously we haven't dealt with it properly, which is another story. And then it's like, um, so can we like, so then like, 
us, like our rep would be like, okay, cool. Like, why don't we, why don't we follow up with, why don't we follow up then? Yeah. And then the prospect said, well, what's your schedule like? And our rep is like, well, I'm pretty open and you know, I can do, I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? You have complete, you have no authority. You have no leadership over this conversation and the prospect's mind, whether they're conscious of it or unconscious, you are a pushover. And no one wants to do business with a pushover, especially not when it comes to a significant investment that's going to make a huge impact on their future. So by contrast, if I were on that call, and let's say that there's nothing going to happen on this call, we have to book a follow-up. Cool. Totally respect that. So when is a better time for us to connect tomorrow? 12 o'clock or 4 p.m. Eastern? Prospect's like, well, you know, I'm really busy tomorrow. Tomorrow's not a good day. Do you have anything later in the week? No, I'm fully booked. So when is a better time for the, you know, for us to reconnect? It's only going to take five minutes tomorrow. You see what I did there? Is I, I'm the one who took leadership. And I said, this is how it's going to go. It's going to take five minutes. I don't care if we do it before bedtime or after dinner. Let's do it. But I gave two choices. And I said, as opposed to loosey-goosey, which is, well, like, yeah, like I'm open. I mean, I got a lot of time on my calendar this week. What do you think that does in the prospect's mind? I have a lot of time on my calendar this week. You do? Well, if you were that good, why would you have a lot of time in your calendar? You've lowered your status. By contrast, by saying, listen, my week is slammed. I've got a call right after this one and I've got calls morning till night. So I've got this time or this time tomorrow. Which works best for you? Well, I don't I don't know. Like, can I be honest with you? I can only take on clients who are committed to making this happen. And right now I'm not getting that sense. Am I misreading this situation or am I correct? No, like I'm really, I'm really committed to this. Cool. Then I'm sure you can carve out five minutes tomorrow for us to reconnect. You see what I'm doing here? I am leading the conversation. I am not being pushed back, pushed over by a prospect. In the nature of this conversation, I am king, metaphorically speaking. It's not that you're you're not a you're not a peasant, not at all. But in the nature of this relationship, if I can help you build your business, you don't know how to grow your business, I am not coming down to your level. You will raise to mine. And that's also going to happen when we're on the inside, because there will never be a time when I'm raising or I'm lowering to your standards. You will raise to my standards. And that's why you pay a coach to raise to their standards to help you get the results that you want. It doesn't go the other way around. So with your clients or prospective clients, don't budge, be firm, be strong, stand in your power. If they don't want to work with you, thank fucking God. Can you imagine someone who's like this waffly, whiny, energy, bullshit, and then they come in to work with you? You'd be like, please take your money back. You don't want people like that. Once you've been through the conversation and you've built enough rapport, challenge them from a place of love. Challenge them from a place of, I know, like, you can do better than this, right? And always, first and foremost, always come from a place of, I'm, I'm, I'm full. I'm good. I'm good. Like, I don't need your business, okay? I promise you, regardless of what you say, like the words coming out of your mouth or how to handle objections or whatever, regardless of that stuff, you will enroll more clients if you simply show up with this energy. So remember to subscribe while you're here because I've got hundreds of videos to help you build a scalable coaching business that transforms more lives without grinding away in the process. If that's of interest to you, hit subscribe, check out this next video, and thanks so much for your attention and joining me today. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me in today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have, here's what I'd love for you to do next, is if you're not already subscribed to The Health Burner Show, go ahead and hit that button wherever you're listening to this to make sure you do not miss a single episode coming your way. And while you're at it, why not leave a rating or review? It would mean a lot to me. And here's why. Because I lay in bed awake at night wondering, are you enjoying this show? 
do you get a lot of value out of this? And I never really know until I hear from you. All kidding aside, I would really appreciate a rating or review because as you know, the more people know about this show, the more people we can help and your ratings and reviews make a huge difference. So thanks for hanging out with me once again and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.